Hello, welcome to Solomon's Temple. This episode, we are dealing with Charles Darwin, the father of the evolutionary theory, and his passage on religion. This little article reads sort of like he's writing in a journal. It's reflective, and he sort of just outlines his thoughts on religion and why he isn't particularly religious and what he thinks about biblical cosmology and its view on existence versus a modern natural scientific lens. Now, we, quote, understand evolution as being a gradual process of adaptation through or variations of events and a result of transforming through mutations, adapting to a more suitable, enjoyable environment, making your life easier and more survivable is the idea behind evolution in that the selective process in terms of the environment makes you more equipped to survive, makes it more pleasurable to live and we pursue that which helps us flourish and helps us ascend into higher species that which is more equipped to deal with whatever it's dealing with i'd say in terms that you're dealing with anything at all how well you are dealing with it is how well suited and adapted you are at dealing with your environment and i suppose having knowledge practicing having experience in some sense makes you more adapted to deal with environments it is a adaptable trait that we understand the intricacies of language that we're able to transmit information through tongue and through verbal sounds. I would say language and communication has always existed through millions of years, just not in the way we suppose. Now this form of transmission is a very creative and distinct way to transmit what is being said about reality, in that reality is the kind of words we make up, that reality is sort of made up of words in a sense, and that if we are able to transmit the right words, we can get the idea across. And this is something universally that has been adapted into our brains, and this has probably been a hallmark of evolution for the past, I, I have no idea, maybe 25,000 years, that we started doing a lot more linguistic expression on what we are trying to get across, because there's lots of things to get across, and there needs to be some type of transmission to get someone to see what it is you're getting across. And I think there's a telepathic kind of union with that, and there, there is, of course, the complexities of knowing what we mean when we hear what people are saying and referring to. And that is the philosophy of language, and I just can't... Now, he does briefly mention metaphysical guidance and determination as a possibility. I understand determination as sort of a, a scientific idea that everything has causes and can be explained and that the choices made are all an accumulation of prior experiences and choices and, and maybe even chances. Well, you can call them chance. I don't think there's any chance, but there's, there's things operating that make things so that in some sense it is not us that is choosing the destiny, or that is us unpacking everything the way we want, but we get what we get because that's just how our lives are, that in some way it feels as if maybe that there is just something unfolding, and that even if I do have a choice, the choice I make was something that I was going to do overall anyways, and that I had no choice in what I'm selecting, because we know we can go back on mistakes, and we can retake, and we can practice, and we can go this way, instead of that way we have free will and that in essence you know but we are unfolding this as we go and that we have to have to go through those things it seems as though there's some things that you just simply have to go through 
I have a real hard time with the free will thing, but I think in essence, everything you do and come across is just something that must come to pass. It seems like a lot of what has happened has been out of my hands, and I don't know what's going to happen, but it happens, and it, it seems like that's what it all comes down to. Like, everything just comes down to whatever you're dealing with, and you have no real say about all that. Even though we think we do, there's some lingering feeling that whatever is happening is happening because that's what's supposed to happen. I just have that intuition. Not to say, of course, that we do not discern and are able to direct our intentions and everything. Now that's something we foster, but we foster that because that's what was meant for us. And that I am here and I have spent years within a university thinking about things, forming arguments, reading papers, wondering about, you know, existence. And that's sublimating for myself. That's the way in which I evolve. That's my life path. That's whatever you think it is, but it's, it's my series of evolution and that could be a type of extra physical consciousness that guides me because everyone seems to have their own thing they go through and it's rather strange. It, it can be very chaotic and hard to understand. It's very intersectional. At any rate, he says an animal may be led to pursue the course of action which is most beneficial to the species by suffering or by pleasure. Suffering prolonged creates depression and lessens the power to action, yet is adapted to be guarded against any great or sudden evil. So there's a sort of silver lining behind not being sublimated and finding depressions in that you're able to avoid things that cause it. And maybe in some sense when you suffer, you don't suffer in the future. That going through hell will get you to heaven. Now there's sort of this thing, that in your fallenness, if you overcome, you'll have self-overcoming and will become a little less limited, I suppose. He says the pursuit of pleasures and love will make the ability to live easier. So yeah, if people do not have love in their life, in whatever form it might be, it could just be the promotion of you in some regard, but essentially that plants don't grow without light, without that source, without any goodness. In some ways, we feed on the feelings of goodness, of sweetness, and so forth, whatever you want to describe it, that things do not flourish in the dark unless you're a bat or something scary. He goes on to sort of make a case that existence of suffering, therefore, can there really be a first cause and a creator? Quote, the presence of suffering agrees well with the view that all organic beings have been developed through variation and natural selection, seeming that the motivation in order to get well and survive and to avoid things that are bad and go towards the good, that you need that suffering to be there in order to generate something that helps you survive better and makes it easier on yourself that this presence of suffering will spur on the activity of wanting to evolve out of whatever suffering may be present in order to ameliorate it I have a propositional argument that I made. A best loving creator would make a best loving world. The world has suffering. Therefore, a best loving creator would not have made a world with suffering. So this supposes that the best world is without suffering. Now, this is the only world we know is one with suffering. And is this the best one? Well, it seems maybe it is not. And if there is a best creator, then why would he make a world such as this? And this is kind of the argument that he's proposing. But in essence, maybe that's just not how anything is and that this is the best state because this is the only state that there is. So I don't know how to reconcile these kinds of, of arguments because if this is all that we know to be and that this 
is how things are good at all by having something bad and why to be sublimated you must first have something detrimental or or whatever happened to you you know discord accord blah 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 like this is how things are so maybe that is the most optimal world there is not to say that you can't be beneficent and that we're going in the direction of the good and that's how we evolve and that's the best way is to go that way and maybe headed toward the spirit headed toward god is the best thing you could do go toward your inward lights seems as though religious people tell you to do that and maybe that's most optimal maybe that is in a sense evolution but it would prove evolution's case nonetheless at least physically in what we're seeing you know the manifestations of going towards that which makes life sublime for everything in existence he quotes in my journal i write while standing in a brazilian rainforest it is not possible to give an adequate idea of the higher feelings of wonder admiration and devotion which fill and elevate the mind so he's getting very fancy he goes on to say if all people all around the world had the same inward conviction of the existence of one god but we know that this is very far from the case therefore i cannot see that such inward convictions and feelings are of any weight as evidence of what really exists so yeah, many people have ideas on what it is in existence, ultimately, or from beyond, that generates all of reality. And when people refer to God, they don't refer to God in one singular sense, or one framework or concept. It just isn't the case. And to get people to convict on one thing without spreading it around into a multiple areas of interpretation becomes hard to manage. But in some way, they could all relate the reality in general to each other because we're all in reality. We're all subject to it. And that's sort of the medium to be in because I think there's no gripe there. There's just one reality with many people talking about it in many ways. That's why we need to use more language and pay attention to language. This is what we are evolved to do is to sort of tackle these concepts. The philosopher, the most evolved, I'll take credit. Now, he compares belief in, in God as a sensation of sublimity and the feelings excited by music. Well, I, I don't know what to think about that because music is hearing the vibration and feeling sublime is a sensation of feeling that which you think you should feel. Like your goal in reality is to feel a certain way or to have certain sensations or is just the goal to be happy, to feel good and go towards that which makes you feel well. And maybe that's just the point is to just simply be and do what you do and evolve and that there's no real thought to it you just do it and you you give yourself over to that which you know is better not to that which is worse and i suppose you just got to go through and, and trial in life in order to find that and you wind up where you wind up i suppose maybe it's choice maybe it just unfolds in such a way i have no idea how much luck goes into it but it seems also very causal but by what i I don't know. I think maybe maybe it's just you and everything in existence finds its way around and there just happens to be different fates and things change all the time and you just you do whatever you can with that. You just reconcile whatever you can and you do whatever you will. But of course, I think stay, tending towards the light and making the best selections for yourself will probably yield the best results and maybe that's all that you really need to do is just try to do your best.
And of course, you'll never do your best. And you probably won't get as far as you want or be as happy as you need to be trying so hard because that causes depression as well. It's just more of a, you just, you just follow your inward light, I suppose. As religious as that sounds, maybe that's the most scientific thing you can do. I would like to share this last part finally. Believing as I do that men in the distant future will be a far more perfect creature than he is now, it is an intolerable thought that he and all other sentient beings are doomed to complete annihilation after such long and continued slow progress. To those admitting to the immortality of the human soul, the destruction of our world will not appear so dreadful. So basically, if we have an immortal soul, it would seem like the slow progression of all this time would not even be worth salvaging that what is worth salvaging is what has been worked for it seems if you believe in an immortal soul he's saying that this whole project to be marred or destroyed in such a way where it's just eradicated from existence it wouldn't seem so bad if you believed in immortal souls something like that when you die so I, I don't know it's, it's almost like the destruction of everything is, is rendered completely indifferent it just doesn't matter if that happens but it would seem like the whole project of the evolution line would be to want to salvage what has been manifested thus far or we have a tendency towards infinity like we would wish to go on and on and on but there will be an end and maybe the idea of the human soul is that we want to go on and on and on and it's the same idea basically but here it's that we don't want existence to just go away this has been a long project coming we don't want it to just stop where it is but if you believe in an immortal soul it might as well that's kind of the idea so that's something to really think about that's a very salient idea in your cosmology and how you think about things because I think naturally we all go along with salvaging what we have sown that's just naturally what we do evolutionarily that's how it is no one has a choice in that we just think that way but in the immortality of of your soul uh, sort of renders that whole idea as just being moot like the whole purpose of existence would just be like yeah it doesn't matter you have an immortal soul what does it matter if it all ends anyways so I don't I don't know what you take take of that that you want all of this to just end or something because it's suffering that we want to ameliorate suffering and be sublimated sublimated well you can sublimate yourself all you want and you can do it however you want but to sublimate yourself to the point of non-reality or denying what we have done in existence and saying it could all end anyways and it wouldn't matter it's kind of strange I would think that over a lot because that seems to um, really be an inconsistency and I really think it doesn't matter anyway I I think overall we care about what we have done and we care that it goes on because otherwise why would we care at all you know if it's just all bliss after after it after it ends well anyways um thank you for tuning into this one this one has been righteous heavy and that's what we want here at the temple i will see you next time Bye bye